hi everyone it's 2002 it's a year that i remember not all of this stuff happening in but it is this year because vince mcmahon has gone fucking crazy yeah yeah baby i'm dylan gott that is john hastings we're talking about vince mcmahon's 2002 the year where things start to go bad again so he does fucking everything fucking insane how many he like if it's um if it's if he's trying to kill a werewolf, he loads a fucking Gatling gun with silver bullets and misses the werewolf completely. Ladies and gentlemen, my ratings are going down. Get me women. Get them to eat each other's boxes. Get me Hulk Hogan. Get him to leg drop the Undertaker. Oh, yes. Get me Eric Bischoff. Get me a body Triple H can fuck on television. There. Now I'll be a double billionaire. Good. What do you mean ratings went down? What do you mean people don't want people to fuck on television? They don't want to see someone get fucked who's dead. <laughs> they do, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what Vince is saying. He's like, I, here's what wrestling's been missing all along. Necrophilia. Hey, man, say what you will. When you rewatch Katie Vick, I screwed her brains out. Does fucking kill. So why don't you quit being such No, it doesn't. Fucking... You're, the, you're the only one who likes it. No, no, it doesn't. No, I mean, the line kills. The previous 10 minutes of him being like, I'm going to fuck this thing. The most annoying thing, as we've said before on the Kane... Those people aren't laughing, they're throwing up. Those people are throwing up. Yeah, they're coming. Well, there's half the people were coming, and half the people were laughing. So when... No, <laughs> throw up. That's not coming. That I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. You don't come out of your mouth. You come out of your penis. No. You stop right before, you put your thumb on the end of it, and then when you nut, it reverses. Here's a little newsflash for Dylan. Dylan's big move uh, when fucking is he just throws up on his wife. That's how he. That's how he come. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, and then I say, "There's, you've aged there's poorly. bread in my cum." Dylan says as he's throwing up on his wife's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we do a missionary all the time, so I ask her to turn over so I can. Throw Let me up throw on up back. on your back, baby. I want a nut. <laughs> oh. So, all right, we got to open the year, which is really fun. The viewership is down 12% overall and 30% for teens because these teens definitely stopped watching. All these teens became 16 and got vague interest from women or had swimming lessons on Monday night, so they could not watch anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This teen definitely decided to lose weight and join the football team so he could go to parties instead of just reading about Mm. them. (laughs) And you know what happened at those parties? They called Dylan various sexual orientations and then threw unopened beer cans at his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I caught those beers and fucking nope. chugged them. No, I didn't. Style. You caught them in your mouth, broke your teeth, and then, my molars, is what Dylan was heard to yell. Because <laughs> they threw them at the back of yeah, my mouth? They, they're re- they were on the Stouffville football right. team. They're very good at throwing. Oh, I think that everyone, when they hear about a football team, assumes a that everyone was good and b that there's some sort of american heritage of having like pride in your football team uh we had new uniforms but no one wanted to learn the plays because as i figured out wait a minute you want me to do extra reading after school nah i'm just gonna like push the guy in front of me that's every play now i don't think uh i'm gonna learn i didn't sign up to learn i signed up to get concussions thank you Fun fact about my high school football team, there wasn't one. They tried to sell t-shirts to uh, raise money to buy the equipment for a football team, and no one bought enough t-shirts, so it didn't happen. 
Oh, that sucks. I think we had like two bake sales and then everyone was like, sure, another thing we can concuss the children in, leading to the greatest moment of my life on September 11th, 2001, when we had a football practice and the coach said, now I know a lot of malarkey happened today. <laughs> That's not going to help us beat Markham. That's good. That's good stuff. 9-11, you heard it first, is malarkey. By the way, I want you all to know, I want before we continue, but I want you all to know that one of my gym teachers described 9-11 as... I heard a plane landed on one of the World Trade Centers. I think everyone's fine. <laughs> was that at like nine in the morning or was that noon? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was I skimmed noon. it. That's, that guy had misheard that a few times. Oh, yeah. There was an alarming amount of people in my town who didn't know Osama bin Laden's name. Yeah, they got it was the fucking pilots. That's what they were saying. They were like, yeah, man, it's fucking Osama Hussein or whatever. We're going to have to go into Russia and Yeah, we better him. go fucking drive over to Oshawa and shoot a Polish person. They're responsible for this <laughs> 1122 or whatever the fuck we're calling it. I don't fucking know. And either, either way, I know that Vince McMahon drove to Ground Zero on 9-11 and asked them to fucking not interrupt his traffic because he was trying to drive to do more work. Ah... <sighs> He, as soon as 9-11 happened, started talking to Hulk Hogan, and he was like, I guess we'll have to do the NWO, but eventually Hulk Hogan killing Osama Bin Laden on yeah, my yeah. television. We're going to do WrestleMania 22. No, right? it's WrestleMania 18. will be you versus an avatar of Osama Bin Laden that will be played by Virgil. He will do anything for... Yeah, he called Colonel Kirshner and Sergeant Slaughter, and he said, you guys got to... Go into Afghanistan, whatever, and get me Osama bin Sheikh his name. Ha ha ha! We're gonna win Do again. Do you think that Vince McMahon is convinced Iron Sheik knew where uh, Osama bin Laden was? Like every time he saw, him, you could tell me, Sheiky. Ha 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 ha! I assume that's your mom. No, he called him up. Yeah, he called up uh, the Sheik and went, filming your own angles, huh? Well, I'm still not hiring you, and yeah. hung up the phone. I, I guarantee he just kept thinking that Osama bin Laden was Iron Sheik's mum. He's got long hair like a woman. <laughs> What's wrong with his face? He's like a woman trying to prove she's a man. You're not a man. You're not a man, China. Um, January starts... Vince McMahon is going to bring in the NWO, and instead of just signing them and being like, yo, the NWO's here, isn't that lit? Light up a joint, wrestling rules again. He go, He's like, how do I make this about me? Also, we should say this, he starts the year in a feud with Ric Flair over con for control of the WWF, because what? What sets you apart from the company that just folded better than an angle they just stopped doing because the again you have to remember that Vince McMahon this is Vince McMahon does not know how to deal with losing because all he sees is loss equals daddy comes home daddy punches mummy mummy punches me me cry me punch my brother so he can't handle losing so he sees this and he's like well how did WCW beat me I know the NWO I'll bring them in so basically in plot line he brings the NWO in because the NWO is what killed WCW. And he's like, basically, Vince McMahon is super stupid, but also very, very transparent. So he's just like, well, we have to get rid of the company I own. I hate wrestling and destroy wrestling. Bring an end. I don't fucking know. Either way, the NWO is coming in. No one's happy about it because they're making a shitload of money while the company is already down. And also, we're less than a year after the invasion angle. When... 
if they had brought this company and these guys in then would have been fucking huge but no yeah they we are yeah we the invasion angle wrapped in november you're bringing in the nwo and talking about it in january so you literally if you just would have extended it for four months on fumes you would have completely revitalized not to mention the fact that they bring in eric bischoff in july they bring in scott steiner then then the next year they bring in goldberg it's a pretty rousing like if you could have just not done the invasion angle and been like wcw's fucked but we're gonna bring in their a couple other stars isn't that fun you could have just done that instead of being like wcw's coming and then the most vince mcmahon thing uh, ever was they try and do which they're still trying to do a brand split, but instead of using, instead of using like an actual company going against the WWF, which would be interesting from a storyline point of view, such as maybe Marvel versus DC. Essentially, they just go, hey, "It's our two shows against each other. Why are they competing?" I don't know. Yeah. Shut up. How about fuck you? How about fuck you? But you have to understand from the case of Vince McMahon who just says things like, I love competition. Basically, the existence of another human being is a competition. You're taking my oxygen. Oh, buddy. After the HLA stuff and the Billy and Chuck wedding, WWF Confidential does a a piece on Vince McMahon that they like self-produce. That's honestly more damning than the Bob Costas interview. I'm very excited to talk about it with the, you. But by Billion Check is next year, right? That's also not... Too, like, Is 2002 Vince's wild year? I'm going to confirm that it's all Billion Check because HLA is definitely 2002. And the piece that I... Billion Check are definitely around this year. I thought they were 2003. No, it was 2002. Wow. They finished, till, they finished in 2002. That's where... They go, wait a minute, we're not gay, and the crowd pops like Austin just came back and was and announced a match against Hulk Hogan, and WrestleMania was right now tonight. I mean, it's the cra- Billy and Big Chuck is, pop. Billy and Chuck is, is still one of the greatest tone-deaf things that WWF did because they got an award from Glad and then ended it with, um, they're not gay, gay is bad. Welcome to the WWF. What is Glad? It's an emotion I do not have. My name is Vince McMahon. I don't even like heterosexuality. Oh, buddy. Nothing was better than HL. Never mind. We'll talk about HLA in a bit because I honestly think HLA might be worse than the Billy and Chuck wedding. That's the hot take I'll take. I think they're both deplorable, but. Yeah. Oh, it's not a good year for morals or understanding or appreciation. This is what we love to talk about, which is we thought the Attitude Era was bad. What about when they did worse stuff and no one liked it? Yeah, that's the best part about the 2002 is very much the. It's the beginning of the like, oh, in the Attitude Era, Mae Young gave birth to a hand. In two, in Ruthless Aggression Era, uh, Vince McMahon just fully made JR eat his own shit, and there were no cameras rolling, and that just happened one day at the office. Yeah, Vince McMahon then fucked the hand. That's the Ruthless Aggression Era. Real dick in a hand. Here's the thing with this year for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is no longer riding the high... Of defeating his enemy. He has lost credibility within Hollywood because of the XFL, and his viewership is resetting because he's coming out of a, a boom period to just basically have the attendance that he's going to have. And as a result of that, he goes fucking crazy. Yeah, he's trying to, che- he's clearly trying to cheer himself up. He's tr- really clearly just trying to be like, no, you matter, Vince. 
No, you're you're doing good, Vince. You beat WCW. When in reality, he didn't give a shit about WCW anymore. He's now in his mind. He beat WCW in the year two thousand. Once like Vince Russo and Bischoff, like who we wanted to beat definably firstly was ted turner then it switched to bischoff and then ted turner just kind of got out of media altogether essentially well he was forced out because of the like the bad aol time warner merger like it's not like he was like and goodbye like there was reasonings behind it dylan doesn't know anything about well, business, that's what i mean way. oh yeah john gets the business weekly which is just uh it's the cover of a magazine called business weekly and inside is just drawings of mm-hmm. cavemen having sex and he's like yeah. good point the sometimes, nasdaq sometimes they're trading rocks my dog is named warren buffett <laughs> he's named after a buffet. <laughs> so we should warren talk about this buffet there you go. Uh, the Royal Rumble takes place January 20th. Phillips Arena, Atlanta, in front of just over 16,000 people. The buy rate was 670,000, which is actually up 45,000 from the previous year. We're going to have a lot of fun because Ric Flair beats Mr. McMahon in a submission match at the Royal Rumble. This is once again for their ongoing feud and control of the WWF. And here's the most fun part about it, John. The most fun part about it is that this is a this is not a match where it's back and forth because Vince McMahon has his stooges who help him. This is back and forth because Vince McMahon literally books a 50-50 match with him and Ric Flair. That's that's why Vince McMahon, this is the height of Vince McMahon hubris, where it's like he's booking himself to go 50-50 with old guys. We're going to reach the height of it where it's him and Hulk Hogan going 50-50 when it's like Hulk Hogan murders jobbers, but he can't fucking do shit against Vince McMahon, a guy who can barely move. Yeah, we'll cover this next week, but that, by the way, was supposed to be the main event for that pay-per-view, but Vince had to be taught. It's one of the few things where people literally were like, Vince... Um, I will quit the fucking company if you do that. That's the stupidest thing in the world. And he's like, then do it. And they're like, well, no, I'm not actually. And he's like, all right. Yeah, it's it's a, it's like he's a man. He doesn't understand. It's like Ric Flair isn't a manager. He's Ric Flair. Like he should beat up Vin. They do it pretty well in the match where McMahon actually gets control of the WWF where like Ric Flair's beating him up and then. Uh, Brock Lesnar comes in, F5s him, and Vince gets control of the WWF. Like, that's how they should... They should have just had... If you want to have R- McMahon beat up Ric Flair the whole time, just have someone walk down and clobber Flair, and then they get taken away by security, and then him and Flair can feud. Because it's, it's a lot... It's a hard pill to swallow when you're like, oh, okay realistically we want our numbers to go up let's get all these wcw fans and then they tune in and miss <laughs> vince mcmahon's going 50 50 with the guy they've watched like have amazing matches and be their top champion for two decades yeah it's an interesting situation because it's also never really brought up that how fucked this decision was on vince's part that he really these years are weird it's more just no one remembered that this happened well, that's the devil's in the details, right? It's like you look at and you see, oh, Ric Flair won by submission. Of course he did. But it's like Ric Flair went 50-50. I can't stress that enough that it's like you're basically having, oh, Jim Cornette over time gets actually super powerful. So when you finally get him in the ring, uh, he um, he beat uh, he beat Ricky Morton clean. Yeah, the reason why he hasn't gotten the ring is he's just been too busy training the whole time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Morton actually, the only reason that Jim Cornette lost was because he was exhausted from making Robert Gibson fuck his wife all night the previous day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why that uh, Vince McMahon didn't win in four seconds is he was too busy criticizing the age of the Rock and Roll Express's uh, people. I don't know. I fucked that up. There you go. He was criticizing the age of the Rock and Roll Express's people. Hey, they're too old. Thirteen spoiled. Ha ha ha. That's a joke me and Jerry make. No matter what you do, if you work for me, I'll cover it up. Even if it's good. I'll cover up the crimes and I'll cover up the good stuff. This is fun. February, Scott Hall comes in. What do they do? First thing, you got a recovering alcoholic. It's 2002. What do you do, John? Make sure Steve Austin throws a bunch of beer at him and then also sneak into his hotel room and inject him with alcohol. Basically, here is the thing. is It's also the company is very big at this point. Vince McMahon is not, in his weird way, made it a corporate environment. They don't have the writers to cover everything. They're bringing in wrestlers without control. Their roster is bloated. They're touring way too much. Like They're running 16 pay-per-views a year, which was supposed to be mm-hmm. 24 pay-per-views a year. Um, they have a lot of also guys that have made way too much money for their personalities, all that sort of stuff. And you they just started a developmental territory as well. Yeah, I thought that was started the year or two previous, but yes, the, the developmental the OVW is literally just now John Cena fucking Jim Cornette's wife and then being like, mm. You fucking can't, you're gonna be a big star now, nut in my hot tub. Yeah, nut in my tub, then my wife will get in the tub. That's the closest thing to sex we can agree on. Yeah, I want. Can't. I like her to bathe and come of other men. What? Shut mm. up. There you go. I have this serum made of all the NWA guys come, and I think you're enough good enough wrestler that you can add your cum to the serum. I know what you're thinking. I have a really dusty living room. That's actually the cum of Luthez. He's so old, he comes dust. Swung on, belted. It's a home run. <laughs> Scott Hall shows up. Scott Hall shows up, and as Bruce Pritchard said, one of the most fascinating things I've ever heard is said by another person, he says, Conrad Thompson, this is one of the early something they wrestle with, it's burned in my memory, Conrad Thompson says, why'd you guys use real beer with a guy who's recovering from uh, alcohol from alcohol addiction? And then Bruce Pritchard said, well, you fucking can't handle the shit, get out of the kitchen, there's no excuse for how he acted, and there is an excuse, Bruce, he's addicted to alcohol. They literally used real beer. They could have just used non-alcoholic beer. No one would have known. They used it just to be like, fuck you, Scott Hall. No, it's, it's actually worse. No, 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 no. Life no. bed. It's yeah. actually worse, which is, I'm Bruce Pritchard. I'm super stupid. I didn't think of that until just this moment. Oh, and, and then gets defensive. That's what it is. You know, if you let the one of the problems with that program is the simple and unarguable fact that uh, that mm-hmm. he's really stupid, and so he doesn't. Yeah, like certain things, he's just like, ah, oh, we did that because you you touch yourself and you touch your pee pee. Yeah, exactly. And I guarantee a lot of shit Vince McMahon gets asked about in interviews. He'll be like, um, they'll ask him, but in an aggressive way where he feels like he needs to defend himself and he honestly doesn't remember. And he's like, well, we did that because shut up. Yeah, okay. Fuck you. So they announced that they're going to double the writing team because obviously they're going to do a split, making a SmackDown and Raw. And another really, really fun, I think a really fun and cute thing that they do um, is... They bring in the NWO, and like we said, rather than just having the NWO's here, isn't that fun? Vince McMahon 
is pissed off that Ric Flair has the company now, so he's going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. He's going to try and ruin the WWF. I really like that idea. This is the most honest Vince McMahon has ever been about his company, which is, um, I don't like it. I've been trying to kill it for years. This is the year I try and kill it. We didn't know that the poison was actually... His son-in-law fucking a dead body, yeah. a bunch of boxes getting eaten, and then two guys getting an award from Glad and then being like, this is bad, actually. That's, like, it does actually seem as it's like, I want to work, work in the movies. The only way to do that is to eliminate, um, is to eliminate uh, everyone else, for, uh, the, this company from the world, and no one lets him do it. Yeah, Exactly. Back on track, baby. Yeah. You don't know this, but we just took a break, a break for Dylan and I to go watch lesbian porn in our individual houses. There you go, baby. But what do you do before you go to lesbians? Here's what you do. You bring in three old men who everyone's like, oh, my God, this is great. The NWO is back. But there was this, just no, but something this is a power weird. Move. This is, no, no, no. This is a complete Vince yeah, yeah. power move. I can, I can bring back the three guys that were responsible for my defeat. They will make things go better. I will win. Like it's, it's, it's the power dynamics of Vince McMahon are fascinating, and this is such a fucking. I'm an alpha. This is what an alpha does. Yeah, I I get it, and it's also like injecting yourself into the NWO storyline, so it's still kind of about you and not just about the NWO. So. It's the whole thing where the NWO, if the NWO would have worked out somehow and would have really revitalized business for maybe a year and they could do an NWO style invasion angle, um, Vince McMahon could be like, yeah, see, we did it. And uh, you know what? I did it better than Eric Bischoff did when he was the leader of the NWO. It's a really bizarre thing where it's like, it's something that they do obviously till now where if something works, they inject interject a McMahon into it to make it look like the McMahons did that too. And we're only in year one of 19 more where this happens. Yeah, it's also one of those things you have to remember that he now controls the NWO branding. It's all of that sort of stuff. Yep. He also wants to be able to get the merchandise out there. Like, that's the other thing is it's still a That's very a very good point. Profit, like, there's some parts of that this are pure business. Oh, that... People want to buy that shirt. I better get Hulk Hogan wearing that shirt. But again, he doesn't know his own market. He doesn't know his own market. It's so fucking bad. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? WrestleMania 18 takes place. What happens, John? Vince McMahon interjects in the Rock and Hulk Hogan match and says, you can both have me, and then they triple fuck in the middle of the ring. Isn't that what happens, John? Yeah, they do. They have uh, him, the Rock, Hulk Hogan. Um, they Eiffel Tower each other. Um, mm. Then they take turns sitting on a big vibrating black dildo with like an illuminating mm-hmm. light, so it looks like you're being fucked by purple energy. Uh, mm-hmm. And that got a bit weird because Vince kept just screaming, "I am filled with the darkness, the darkness that controls us all." Um, and then every the starting line from the 2002 Toronto Blue Jays came out with baseball bats, and Vince McMahon said, "I find it sexy when people try to stop me." And the baseball team had to then try and physically stop Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, and The Rock from full fucking with baseball bats, balls, gloves, everything like that. It got pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, but like the players are really impressed by their passion. So they're like, we're into this too. They brought their wives down. Then they had a huge orgy in the middle of the ring. And then at the very end of it, you just heard glass break. Steve Austin came down in an ATV and stunnered all of them. And then that's how WrestleMania ended. Yeah. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course 
ran over everyone too with the ATV, making yeah, yeah, sure yeah. That all of the Blue Jays individually were dead. Just screaming, "You're Deborah! No, you're Deborah! No, you're Deborah!" So McMahon uh, Mania was taking place in Canada, so they wanted Bret Hart to come in. Bret Hart then wrote an article about how why he didn't come in. And Again, what would you do if you'd killed someone's brother and then ruined their professional career? Um, well, I would respond to the article on my website. There you go. We really passive aggressively and like really shocked by the response. Like it is, you got to read what Vince says, but it's basically like this little pussy boy is sad that his brother is dead. My brother's alive. Well, well, all your family members have been eaten up by either substance abuse or my personal vendettas. Well, suck a chubby one, Brett, because you can't even get it hard. Here's the whole article. Uh, I'm Brett. I'm Brett and Owen's dead. Do you know what that means? It means I'm the I'm the number one son. Yeah. Basically, if you want to know what it's like, is when watch the HBO Real Sports when they show Vince the list of the dead wrestlers and Vince knocks the paper out of the guy's hand and makes a cry face. That's the same. <laughs> that's his, this is that's Vince's reaction. To th- that is, by the way, the most telling moment in Vince McMahon's entire life. More than the Costas interview is, "How do you feel about these des- dead wrestlers? How do you feel about it?" His response, being asked by a journalist, "How do you feel about all your dead employees?" And Vince tries to blame the man for bringing it up. You should feel that. <laughs> well, how about this? How about you killed them too? We all killed them, didn't we? Because you like TV. I don't know where I am. I'm drunk. I'm tired. Who wants to kiss? All right. Here's a great. This is a great letter because I love the way Vince writes letters because he writes them like the last thing you say before you quit at an office. Where he's That's like, really it, funny. <laughs> he goes. One of the public things. So if you can, you could just read this as like stereotypical bitchy lady stuff. It's like one of the public things that my character says is that I always do for the WWF. I do everything for the WWF fans. The reality is that is the case. Despite the way I feel personally about someone, if so, if it's the right thing for business to do, I'll do it for our audience. So I went through the right diplomatic channels to invite Brett, and quite frankly, I thought it was on a confidential basis, and agreed that it would be. Unfortunately, I, like a few other people, read his diatribe in the Calgary Sun. He called it... He calls him a crybaby who has his own agenda that I guess maybe you and a few other people still care about. If you do, I would suggest I can count those people on one hand, and that will include all of your readers. Only a few inside people remember the Brett McMahon incident. You'd probably have to ask the Montreal fans. Probably the only way to determine that is... Uh, is if you come Monday to Montreal to do a survey of co- some t- of some kind, I would suggest that they're there that they are there to be entertained, just as they were entertained that night as well. So basically, it's like my shit rules now. It's the only option. Eat my ass, Brett. And also, the more egregious thing I think this year is the Austin took his ball and went home, which is also this year. This is Vince McMahon. Hey, the mainstream didn't like me, but. If you want to make five dollars from me, you're gonna have to let me, like, let me call your mom and then say he wanted me to fuck you, but I think you're too ugly, and then I'm gonna hang up. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating situation because the Austin, I guarantee the act in hindsight, the Brett thing is actually way worse because he's literally like, yeah, I killed your brother, but you don't fucking you don't write about business negotiations, you little bitch. Uh, well, it's also then- like. 
it's also very much a Vince thing to do to try and change the subject from the other issue where it's like, yeah, I killed your brother, but like you're talking about Montreal still, aren't you? Yeah, but the other thing you need to remember, though, is Vince is very bad at things. Like the thing is, is yeah, he's trying to change the subject away from that, but he doesn't know how to do that. That's very true. Yeah, he's he's yeah, like he doesn't change the subject in a way that changes the subject. It's not like he go he he's like, um, yes, Owen died on my watch, but let's not forget that uh, Brett basically used the WWF as Tinder for women that won't talk to my wife. So we're no both neither one of us are necessarily moral men, Brett. Like Vince's way of distracting is like you called me unethical. I'll tell you what's even more unethical than what you're talking about. The fact that I killed a four-year-old yesterday just because uh his uncle, who is a banker, wanted to give me an eight percent percent interest loan and I wanted seven point nine. That's unethical, Brett. <laughs> it would be awesome if Vince McMahon had to do a speaking tour or something just because if anyone said anything rude to him he would get his back up against the wall so quickly like he's the classic like when you first start stand-up sometimes people make fun of you and you have nothing so you're just like fuck you you just turn back into grade two you it's like oh yeah well fuck you your fucking mom your fucking mom got aids and i she's a bitch you just got yeah. nothing but you just come out with fucking something so shit um yes i remember seeing this once at, in the united kingdom Someone was doing a very rough gig with lots of heckling, and they said, um, get off stage. And the guy just reacted too quickly and just said, I will rape you. <laughs> <laughs> and that man's name was? Bill Gott. It was Dylan. It was Dylan's uncle, Bill Gott. Woo, Bill Gott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Bill had his back turned to the audience because you, you could kiss my ass. Ha, <laughs> that's my joke. I got a fucking credenza. I got a credenza filled with cash. You fucking not straights is what Bill Gott said. And then he took a full shit on stage. Yeah, I gotta get. He got a newspaper and everything. The only reason I'm in this shit town is because I got cash buried all over the world. Because I don't want the government to steal my hair. Now you can suck my ass and kiss <laughs> yeah. my dick. Ha <laughs> ha! I turn. It's usually the other way around. That's the joke, anyway. Bankers are like women. I got lots of them, and they do not know how many people I have given HPV to. <laughs> there you go. Now I'm going to go to the doctor and ask for a woman one, because she has to see my dick. That is something that's <laughs> part of their job. All right, so for ballots, um, blah, blah, blah. Who cares about that bullshit? It was just Dave Meltzer's reaction to the Vince McMahon interview, which was actually Vince had a very interesting point when he did. You ever notice he has exactly uh, nine thousand four hundred and seventy-two hairs on his head? I did. I'm licking the couch. My my daughter's broth day was yesterday. I don't know what that was, and I'm not familiar with the traditions. Uh, this is, by the way, the period where Dave Meltzer is very forgiving towards the WWF because he's very nervous that this will be the only game in town. So there's no way for him not to suck up to Vince McMahon because he's like, if I'm not good to this person, old Dave's going to have to get a real job. Dave's not qualified for a real job. Dave's banned from all McDonald's locations for walking in and counting the French fries. <laughs> this is the least french fries i've seen in a mcdonald's uh who are you nobody Escaped excuse me there's window. only 75 kernels of salt on this particular french fry met industry standards is 78 i would like to speak to your manager 
Uh, excuse me, sir. You're in here every day, and you don't bl- you don't blink, nor do you not order food. So can you please get the fuck out? This is an interesting thing because the Hulk Hogan, of course, turns face, and the reason why that is fun is because Vince and the WWF has changed so much that Hulk Hogan, and this must be a crazy thing that Hulk Hogan, as Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan comes back, and he they put him in this Hulk Hogan one last ride angle where he's going to win the title again but they give him the title i'm skipping ahead here but i really think it's fun because they give him the title but it's like he's so used to that 80s style of like i'm going to be in poughkeepsie do a 30 second promo i'm going to beat up bob orton and poughkeepsie uh but he has to do these like three minute long shitty sketches that wwf lives on at this point and vince mcmahon is so good at them and hulk hogan clearly has no idea what to do because he's like Well, my Hulkamania character is say your prayers, obviously, say your prayers, train, eat your vitamins, and the entire storyline now is Vince McMahon has whoever the audience agrees is the most attractive woman is Vince McMahon's, like, slutty uh, assistant now. And every woman's character is that she is a promiscuous gal, and Vince McMahon basically makes jokes like i have fucked her and hulk hogan has to be like well that's good dude but you should eat vitamins or whatever how to make this work brother i'm just saying bubble the love sponge hogan would have been a real hit at the ruthless aggression era oh my god that would have been fucking it bubble the love sponge hulk hogan so bubble the love i want a title shot or i want her to watch me shower dude all right everyone well before the match, I'm going to shock the puss. That's right. We attack muscle simulators to a woman's actual vagina, and then we shock her until she dies, and then Hulk Hogan. <laughs> How was that just in there that quick? <laughs> Time to go to thought 4A. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge here. All right. Welcome to We Shoot a Kid with a Harpoon Day. It's Wednesday. We do it every Wednesday. We've killed 10 kids. Okay, everyone, let's go to the phones. Coming up first is Bill. Hello, Bill. Are you naked? Hi, Bubba. I'm naked. That's good. All right. Coming up next, I'm managing Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's against Kevin Nash. But first, we're going to stab Kevin Nash in the kneecap with a nice pick. All right. Welcome to the Bubba's Love Sponge Show. I do not know what laws are. <laughs> you can do anything on international waters. This is Bubba the Lusbun Show. I'm going to eat my own shit. But is it my shit? You call in. Guess whose shit it is. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It's either cake or it's my own shit. By the way, let's. I've just Googled Bubba the Love Sponge in the news section. Um, a, a, The third thing down Hulk Hogan's ex wife once said he ruined the family when speaking about Bubba the Love Sponge. Uh, Bubba the Love Sponge begins airing his successful. Oh, this is really good. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah, basically, Linda Hogan is like, Bubba the Love Sponge is a real piece of shit. That's real fun. Also, she at one point claimed that Bubba and Hulk Hogan were fucking, which is also really fun. I mean, that's a classic Florida insult. And he's gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not only does he not own two gators, he's also sucked on a man's penis. And one time I saw him go into a radio shack and he seemed a bit too familiar with the microphones. What I mean by that, M, he shove them in his ass because he gay. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. A couple things you need to know. First thing you need to know about me is I do oxy. Number two, I have not seen my wife since I left her in that alligator enclosure, locked the door, 
and made sure the alligators fucking ate her. <laughs> Number three, I am the producer of the Bubba the Love Sponge show, which will now be remotely broadcasting from wherever Hulk Hogan is. He's doing a Make-A-Wish Foundation um, uh, visit to a kid with lung cancer, and the rest of us will be smoking mad cigarettes. <laughs> so here we go. April 21st was when... Hollywood Hulk Hogan wins the title back, which leads to a lot of good backstage segments, such as I said, Stacy Keebler bending over in front of him, and he'd been like, "Okay, that's fine." Like he has no idea how his character would react. We all know how the real man would react, which is he would say, "Who's your husband?" and she would say, "I don't have one." And then he would say, "No, thank you." He would probably honestly just be like, uh, hey, have you ever seen Mr. Nanny? And then they'd be like, no. And he'd be like, well, you should, baby. Let's watch it together. The thing to remember about Hulk Hogan is, is that he, because uh, didn't he have something happen at the Pastamania where he had to like pay a lady a bunch of money? Like he is a I mean, you could just say the Pastamania. You could just say, didn't he have something insert event here where he had to pay a lady a lot of money? What I'm saying is not an isolated incident. He's not, he's not, he's probably just like, well, that's just how they should be treated, dude. What are you going to get angry at someone for giving people money after they buy a hamburger? That's women's role in society, brother. Fun fact, Vince McMahon claimed that, or Hulk Hogan claimed at this time that uh, he was one phone call. He didn't pick up the phone, so he missed out the opportunity on the George Foreman grill. Not understanding that George Foreman's a far more famous person than him. And also that grill was made in the like early 90s. Yeah, and he sucks. Uh, go ahead. No, he doesn't. Shut May up. May 5th, the plane ride from hell happens. Vince charters a 747 from a tour from England, and his major mistake, there's a free bar, baby, which is very funny because he, he fires people stemming out of this, but he does actually get in a wrestling match with Kurt Angle. Of course... Brock Lesnar and Mr. Perfect follow. If the boss is wrestling a guy, we can all just go do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, but we better make sure that we're we're doing it in front of the fucking emergency exit video. Very or, funny. Uh, entrance permit. Yeah, door. Kurt yeah. Kurt Angle gets thrown into the emergency exit door. By the way, when uh, Scott Hall was asked about it, he was like, I've seen that happen a lot. Those doors are, doors are a lot harder to open than you'd think, which I'm like, good God, Scott Hall. No wonder why you drank. Oh, I'm just going to have a nice relaxing flight. Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow just full on ran into the emergency exit door of this airplane. Oh, well, I guess I just will never sleep because I'll always live with this memory. Michael Hayes had to be stopped from pissing on Linda McMahon. He's the one who's dressed down the most, but Scott Hall's fired immediately after the flight. I don't know what Scott Hall did on that flight, but he was just fired, no questions. I guess it was just the first, like Scott was just sleeping, reading a book, and they were like, ah, you're fired too, fuckhead. Scott Hall claims that Kurt Hangel gave him GHB and he was just visibly fucked up. And they were like, you can't be fucked up because you're, you're someone that people know has a problem with alcohol. That's where that came from, supposedly. Um, well, other things happened, including Michael Hayes also got his hair cut, uh, which was by Sean Waltman has claimed responsibility for this because of how, um, Hayes treated the Hardys and the Dudleys and all of them, which I always thought is a very interesting kind of move. Of yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. Time to get vengeance on people I'm not really friends with. Also, it's Michael Hayes. He's a fucking clown. And if you, Michael Hayden sees like the one dude, like there's always that guy in movies where it's like the main 
the guy the guy who's not necessarily a bad guy but he definitely has all the power is hanging out with four people and there's the one dude who just talks too much shit who's actually the bad guy who when you beat him up the main guy just goes i guess you're cool and michael hayes michael hayes seems like if i walked into titan towers or whatever and just punched him in the face vince would be like ha ha give him a job he's the doctor now ha 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 check if everyone's got a dick yeah, ha, right, ha, right. he punched Mike. That's funny. We should do that as a sketch. That's true. Um, yeah. So the plane ride from hell is basically and just incredible. Also, a few people, by the way, have said I've been on worse plane rides, which is so fucking crazy. I think the main thing was Vince McMahon was on that plane as well, and it implicated him in being an asshole. And of course, there's been worse plane rides. I mean, Chris Adams, who we're going to talk about in the Patreon soon like knocked out the co-pilot with headbutts repeatedly yeah that's sick though that's what happens when you don't get me to fucking dallas on time motherfucker (laughs) but it's also that they're harassing the flight attendants and stuff like this is you're trying to do what they did in the 80s but you're doing it in 2002 and later on we're gonna do haha tricked you we actually hate gay guys and haha tricked you these girls are gonna kiss but their punishment is being destroyed anyway mace uh we, we should mention this uh mean gene okerlund was hired back and he eventually of course uh is this is a higher job because brett wouldn't come in for wrestlemania so they hire gene and brett has a stroke yeah be and under why brett has a stroke oh that's because Gene injected him with a bunch of small little bubbles on his foot. They didn't kill him as was planned, but they gave him a stroke, which Gene liked because he's like, ah, he's debilitated. I can harvest some of his rib meat for my supper. And that's what he did because Gene's a cannibal. Yeah. Brett, I've realized that killing people is far too final. What I do is I watch them have a worse life. Ha ha. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to put real beer in the Scott Hall segment. Uh, welcome, everyone. It's me, Mean Gene Oakland. I'm here to torture those that I felt led not as good of a life as they deserved. Brett, you're number one. You disrespected your wife, the woman that I wanted to kill, but instead she's too sad now, so I'm going to slowly erode your will to live. Say goodbye to your brother. Say goodbye to your brother-in-law. Say hello to having to talk to your other brothers. I've given them your phone number. Also, I'm going to give you a phone. <laughs> That's probably what he actually did. He didn't kill Owen. He just was like, now Bruce knows your actual address. Enjoy yeah. the loan asking. Yeah. Hey, Brett. It's me, Bruce. Listen, I bet I'm a bit short this week. Can I borrow $20 million? <laughs> So this is fun because Austin, in his march towards the exit door, tears the company. He works for a new asshole and bites this. Vince publicly tries to brush the comments off, explaining that Austin is very passionate and that can make him difficult to work with. Because this is when this is the start of them being like, oh, we're going to do this on TV now. Why? Shut up. Like they don't have long term angles anymore. Vince McMahon is coming in. And just being like, a guy at the gym saw my dick and he didn't say big one. So we have a segment now where Trish tells me I have a big one and it's 30 minutes long. And the hurricane comes out and says, I'm gay now because it's too big. Uh, Fun fact about Smith Hart, Brett's oldest brother. He is one of 96 people known by the Alberta Justice website who owe a combined 6.6 million in court ordered... Uh, maintenance enforcement programs, which basically means he has never paid child support or spousal support uh, after his divorce. 
And he knows that because Mean Gene Okerlund set up this website to shame Brett. Yeah, exactly. Heart f- facts about the Hart family. Why the Hart family doesn't talk by Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, because I manipulated them to do that. So Steve, Steve Austin refuses to job to Brock Lesnar in a King of the Ring qualifying match, and he goes home. He doesn't have to do anything because they are independent contractors. Vince McMahon, in what I will say is one of the more fun totalitarian I'm the dictator of wrestling moves that he does. Yeah, he went out on Raw and said, I'm personally hurt. Steve was a friend of mine. I have no idea what could possibly motive him to just walk off the job like a child, to take his ball and go home. Yeah, I'm angry about it. At the same time, from a professional level, I always feel that I have failed when something like this happens. Because I thought that I went the extra mile for Stone Cold more than anyone perhaps that I have worked with. I always thought I went and be- over, bent over backwards for him, and this hurts. But what he did, he did, knowing the consequences. He spits in the face of everyone who has supported him. Spits in the face of this organization who helped him become the talent he is. It's sad. The door is not open for him to return. And I'll tell you why. Because, again, I have responsibility to our stockholders, a responsibility to our fans, and I, too, have to look in the mirror. When you walk out on someone without even telling you, as he did after WrestleMania, I chalked that up to burnout. And all of a sudden, then to do it again? Then, as a businessman, how can I trust that person to come back? Built him up again. And you know what? Walk out for a third time? So, basically, Vince McMahon is doing the exact same thing he did in the Montreal Screwjob again. Literally the same thing where he's like, I know this because everyone loves Stone Cold. No one gives a shit. He just walked out. You didn't even have a fucking storyline for him. Yeah, it was he just stupid- wants to be like everyone be on my side, and everyone's like, "No, you're a fucking dick." It's the stupidest thing because, by the way, your entire character with that Vince with Steve Austin was fucking screwing him over. All he needed to do is Vince is smart. He knows Steve will be back. He likes wrestling. All he has to do is say nothing, and he'll come back. You fucking idiot. Fuck you. Fuck off. These two losers are fucking angry. Yeah. But this is also the, if you watched it all during this time, they litter the programming with, he took his ball and went home. That's all they say. Yeah, it's really fucking stupid. It was, it was, this is a much larger miscalculation than he sort of acknowledges because it also exposes the business in a big way, which was like, wait, so he could have just left at any time. That's like, it's just dumb. It's dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah, and also in classic wrestling fashion, you're building up to a storyline that's never going to happen on television, which is Steve Austin, you're just shitting on him, and then you stop for a while, and of course he's back like a year later, like, and with no mention of this. They just, he just comes back. There's no mention of like the fucking month on television where you called him a pussy for going home. Yeah, it's tremendously bad. It's tremendously bad. So, um, this is also the start of WWF basically trying to have its own its own news programs even towards like the internet wrestling fan. They start seeing bite this and where people can shoot brother, but like every WWF program, someone actually says something they mean and then they just stop the program. Yes, this is also the time when. Um uh, Gene Oakland spent starts two years of hosting WWF Confidential, which is basically they try and just do like it's behind the scenes information, but after the first four weeks, it's just a lot of wrestlers cooking. Yeah, yeah, and also they the music is really good because like it'll be like Vince McMahon explaining to someone who he works for why the Billy and Chuck thing was actually really great for gay people, and not showing the backlash. 
because they yeah. have all these great clips of the people from Glad being like, this is a great thing that they're actually putting uh, gay people on television without any negative stereotypes. And then they're like, and people are mad. You know what? Sometimes free speech America, America, free speech. Uh, there was an episode that was never aired, which was just Linda McMahon's guide to cunnilingus. And it's mm-hmm. just Li- Linda McMahon explaining, oh, if you want your husband to eat your box, all you have to do is catch him in affairs for 30 years and then get control of his company. And then he's quite forgiving in the bedroom. Mm, yeah, here's what she does is she puts peanut butter on her hooch and then fucking gets a dog. That's it. That's <laughs> a guide. And then he fucking licks it out. Bassa hounds have the longest tongues. I'm Vince. I'm Linda McMahon. This is my real voice. This is Linda McMahon. I just want to let you know I clog every toilet I use. If it's not with yeah. dung, dung, it's with toilet paper. Yeah, I took a shit. It wasn't big enough, so I just clogged it with toilet paper. Linda McMahon, fuck you. Hi, everyone. What's for dinner? It better be something binding like rice because I want to take a big shot. Yeah, give me some sticky rice. I want to stick a shit in this fucking toilet, you fuck. Idiot. Hey, who's got some fucking kimchi? I want it to taste on the way in as the way it does on the way out, and then I'm going <laughs> to shit. So, people are thinking... Who wants to shit? You know what? These storylines don't make sense anymore. They I'm don't. not... Uh, Stone Cold's old. He's got... Stone Cold... I will say this. Watching Stone Cold go from one knee brace to two knee braces was like, oh, this is an old man. And then the knee braces like got so big, it was like taking up most of his body. And he was off steroids, too. Yeah, yeah. by the time he leaves the company, he's basically just wearing a bunch of giant knee braces and then slowly walking to the ring and then walking back home. Yeah, he's a guy in an iron lung being like, if you want me to ask this nurse to give me a sip of my num-num juice, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I am very close to dying. Someone please let me leave the earth a goddamn. That was that's pretty much it. And then The Rock comes out and goes, I challenge you to a match. And then <laughs> Steve goes, please no, I'm trapped in my own success. Give me a hell yeah. I got these gimmicks called bills or whatever. I, I, I got these gimmicks called I'm not happy. Every day is torture. Each time I sleep makes me feel more tired. I'm just hoping that... I- <laughs> <laughs> um, June 24th. Mean Gene Okerlund's magical spell works, and and uh, Brett has a stroke, and Vince McMahon then is one of the first people on the scene, and he gets a referee and pins Brett and goes, ha ha, one none, and then he drives off. But no one knows that happened. Brett doesn't even know. Uh, also, fun fact, um, WWE Confidential was almost canceled in the first week because of the segment airing. Bruce Pritchard opens his asshole and shows you how good he is at shitting. And it was a wet mm. shit and it drowned three members of the crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Bruce Pritchard shits his pants on purpose on television and says, see, not that hard. And everyone's like, well, who are you bragging to and what is this? And he's like, my wife. I'm bragging to my wife. I'm bragging to my wife. Sometimes I shit my pants on purpose. I'm a cool guy. Uh, July 15th, Eric Bischoff debuts in the WWE, and every internet wrestling nerd punches a hole through the wall because him and Vince just hug immediately, 
and there's one of the best storylines you could have done that's gone now. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing in the entire world, but what it is is Vince will not let himself be shown up, so fuck you, this is how we're doing it. Yeah, so he puts himself as a character who's actually above Bischoff, and then just as Eric Bischoff is getting good heat for something um, and doing like a really good job as a performer, because he's a very good performer on television, Vince McMahon just shows up, and he's like, actually, there's a Lick My Taint club now, and you're the only member, and then he just softly licks Vince's taint for two hours, and then he's like, oh, can we have ten more minutes? We need to do the finish of a match, and then the finish is Vince uh, comes on his head. Comes in his hair and Bischoff the final goes. I, it's really sticky and he's like, well, you can't shave your head. Ha ha ha. Tune in next week. Uh, another thing that happens uh, at this point is Vincent Man looks in the mirror and goes, "There's only one thing we can do now, and that's c- to get women to eat each other out on television. That way we'll get back." There to you go, supremacy. baby. That is how you do it. Because there was another thing where they basically were like, "These women are gonna fuck on TV." <laughs> <laughs> that was. We haven't taken a break yet, and we've been talking for one full hour. Well, we're into August now, so yeah. This uh, after this break is going to be about fucking hot lesbian action. Billy and Chuck and Dill, and of course, Dylan's favorite gimmick: uh, a woman getting fucked who's dead. And then we'll talk about Katie Vick. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, more after this break. Oh, hi everyone. I think you're all wondering. Does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie, (laughs) and you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. SummerSlam takes place August 25th, Nassau, at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Uniondale, New York. Just under 15,000 people, 540,000 people bought the pay-per-view. That was down 25,000 from the previous year. Vince McMahon ended the pay-per-view by killing Billy and Chuck with a gun. (laughs) Cool. And Brock Lesnar beats The Rock to win the title. Um, the undisputed title that is you can tell they're really running low on ideas because they try and make the un-Americans a thing which is Christian and Lance Storm and Bruce Prichard of course said oh they never really wanted the heat because they just lived in America and they didn't really want to I would kind of say that like if your gimmick is that you're doing essentially these guys hate America this close after September 11th you kind of have to do a full-on racist gimmick or it's not going to work and it was like these white guys hate america why i just don't like that too many highways too many highways you guys are not your healthcare system is subpar at best hey i was in line for stamps i was 45 minutes and i hate this place yeah Ah. Uh, your income tax is lower than necessary for the support of your business yeah Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, comes and beats Triple H in an unsanctioned street fight. And the reason why it was unsanctioned is because Shawn Michaels had warrants out because he drugged women and took pictures. 
Um, the other thing that's important to remember about this time is that Vince McMahon was continually and constantly prank calling uh, Stacy Keebler's hotel room and yelling, meow like a cat, that's better than bark like a dog. And she was like, who is this? And then he would say, your boss. And then he would fart into the phone until she just had phones removed from her um, any place she was. <laughs> that's true. And he's like, don't date George Clooney. Why would you date George Clooney when you got Vinnie Mac over here? Ha <laughs> ha. Also, part of the contract is you can't have sex with anyone that's not me. I'm making weird contracts now. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce gets to check, and if you have sex with anyone, he gets to put ranch dressing in your pussy and then dip a sandwich in your pussy ranch dressing cup. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ah, John, sometimes John scares me. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, by the way, that's directly from Dylan's journal. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find the specific date of HLA, but we can just talk about it in generality, which is, here's what I really like about it, is they spend the entire time... Took place on June 9th was the first time of HLA, because that's 69, baby. Thank you very much. That's fucking... <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> I really hope that's true. So, they do HLA, and, um... Then, the, for those of you who had not seen it, or those of you that have, watch it again. Because they do this whole thing like, oh, these women are going to fucking fuck on TV. And then, for some reason, Eric Bischoff goes, hey, these two big guys are going to beat the shit out of you instead. And the kick that Umaga hits this one girl with is insane. Like, he, he fucks her up. And then... They tease that they're going to throw the second lady just out of the ring and try and kill her. But instead, it's like a five-minute beatdown of these women. When it's just like, you could have just punched them. If you wanted to do that angle where it's like, these guys are going to fucking beat up some women. You could just have them punch them, and it's done now. But instead, they were like, no, and a splash. And you know what? We're gonna in, in, we're gonna inject them with something that the world will learn is COVID nineteen. It's the weirdest fucking thing on WWF television because it's like it is so weird. It's like well we need to we need to hurt these women. Everyone's like well uh, yeah, of like no no you'll get no argument from me, ladies and gentlemen. The women need to be hurt. All right, how do we do it? Do we have other female wrestlers do it? Mm, that would give some people the thought of equality. I know. Let's get two Samoan guys with pill problems to do it. Good idea. Yeah, especially like, I guarantee the first draft of this was like, all right, we need to get Rosie and Jamal over. Why don't they beat up someone that the crowd likes? How about they just beat up the hurricane really badly? But who's like the hurricane? I know, a bunch of women. I have an idea. Yeah. Two women uh, who want to kiss. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not wrestlers either. So they just beat up those women. And then uh, would it be possible for them to bury them alive, but not in like a match like The Undertaker, like actually like bury them alive and they die? What's interesting is Vince McMahon actually called Rosie O'Donnell's agent for this segment, and the agent <laughs> <laughs> laughed so hard. he Rosie, it's Vince. Do you want to do your favorite thing? Be weak on television. <laughs> So this is good because, of course, they do the Billy and Chuck wedding angle. We have an entire six-part series on Billy Gunn, and history's greatest champion. Yeah, of course, it's the best that we. I I think that's my favorite thing. It it was the Billy. It was it the Billy Gunn saga that gave birth to the year of Vince McMahon. It was one of those episodes of like, who are you going to do next? Maybe Vince McMahon. Well, Vince McMahon would take a year. 
Yeah, I mean, once you figure out that you have so much tape on Billy Gunn, you can do six episodes. Vince McMahon has to at least be a year. And then we're going to be doing another year on Kerwin White, what after this? Yeah, yeah. We're doing also, and then let's not forget about the 10 years we'll be doing on uh, Chaz. <laughs> yeah it's just chaz i'm a guy from jersey i want to fu- i don't want to fuck my mom anymore this lady was actually my girlfriend the whole time <laughs> she just played like my mom the beaver cleveland angle was awkward well guess where this one goes hey that was just a character i'm not actually a guy who wants to fuck his mom a guy who has fucked his mom <laughs> that would have been way way to take it <laughs> and then he has his real mom, and she's like, we fuck all the time. Mm. Don't judge how I teach my kids sex. Ed. We're like the Lannisters. You'll get that reference in a couple of years. Yeah. I've read a bunch of books about how sick it is to fuck your mom. Anyway, that's what I gleaned from it. Game of fucking your mom. Anyway, I fuck my mom. I'm Chaz. I'm a guy from Jersey who fucks his mom. <laughs> it's just me, Chaz. Yeah. September. WWE abandoned the Universal title. Um, they do the billing and check wedding angle, as I mentioned, which goes over they well. And the universal, they don't abandon the universal title. It becomes, this is when they hand Triple H a belt. This is, again, the crazy thing of so much. This is, they, th- they do the draft at the, in this year. Yeah, where Brock Lesnar goes in between both, and then Paul Heyman declares he's the champion of just... Um, yeah, this is when that happens. Paul Heyman declares that he's just the champion for Smack, or Stephanie declares he's the champion for just SmackDown. So Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. just hands the world title to Triple H in the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, and it's Triple H cosplay where it's like, oh, the only people happy with this year are Stephanie, Vince, and Triple H because Triple H gets to do, like I said, his cosplay, which is I'm Ric Flair now. I'm carrying the big gold belt. I'm jacked Ric Flair. Vince McMahon gets to go 50-50 with whatever wrestler wouldn't sign with him in the 80s and whoever and just use his television as a public forum for anyone who's like and Gertie has been using too many office supplies so it's three minute warning or however that works killer killer with a knife like it's it's a crazy year where it's like he can't understand why he's not making well this is the crazy part actually that we didn't talk about is that from april to april of 2001 to 2002 the financial year they make more money than they ever have which guaranteed vince mcmahon is like and this is when he's figuring out it's not about what you'd put on in the ring it's about merchandising and like you said they bring back the nwo to sell a bunch of shirts everyone's theme song becomes um basically a record label is trying to push some shitty artist they're like fuck it maybe wrestling fans will like this emo new metal yeah uh yeah let's get up well slap tricks you guys do a song for the undertaker all right this song is called he's dead but he's not though whatever it's cool shut up deborah wait 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 Undertaking. (laughs) Slap Tricks is almost a WWE theme song name. Yeah, you can hear Michael Cole and come into the ring playing Slap Tricks. It's Kurt Angle's new song, Uh, Only Black Women Please for My Penis. Oh, man. Randy Orton's full theme song by Rev Theory. You don't really realize it. But uh, most of it's about how the man just doesn't fucking get it. You get into that. There's nothing weirder than getting into the third, like, uh, to minute, like, two or three of a wrestling song where it's just realized, like, wait a minute. Are they just giving a recipe for spaghetti? Yeah, no one's paying attention at this part, so. No, well, the best point ever is that a lot of them just have the same verse and chorus repeated except for um, uh, the Ass Man song. That, that is a fully written song. 
The Ass Man song is a fully written song, as was like the Rougeau's theme song. Like there were some theme songs from the well, here's the weird thing. They usually used repetition for like babyface songs, and then heel songs were like, and I've been to the Philippines. No, I didn't do what you think there, but it is an option. Jerry the King. Lawler's song. He is right behind me, telling me to stop this Jerry Lawler's song. Yeah, what Dylan's Im- implying there is, of course, sodomy. Ooh, no, yeah, the unspeakable. There is a draft, of course, in 2002. Uh, we yeah, should have yeah, mentioned yeah. that. They split Raw and SmackDown. As John said, they were they used to have Brock Lesnar going between the two brands, but then, as he said, they just give Triple H the title. They So the start of 2002, they're figuring out what to do after the invasion angle, and they have this l- roster that's got a lot of wrestlers but no talent, and we're in September now, and they've... Sign. They sign Scott Steiner in October. They've done a gay marriage angle. They've done. Well, they're gonna do. They do Katie Vick in October. They do HLA. So that's three of the worst angles universally. Like this is all in 2002, where it's like just anything they're trying. Apologies. Go. They're just going for it, baby. They're going for the dope. Yeah, yeah. They're burning through ideas. Like they're burning through, and like a lot of the ideas are like. Well, don't do that. And it's like, uh, you mean do it though? No, 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 no. I feel like it's like they look around the room, or Vince does, and he's like, "Who did I? Who did? Who came up with the good stuff?" And then Jerry Briscoe has to be like, "You fired all those guys. They wanted more money, so and you said they don't deserve it, and now they don't work here, or they're burned." Yeah, you out. fired all those guys. You fired all those guys, and like two of them, all they just wanted was. Uh, um, they just wanted to be able to go to the bathroom. And you said, no, you use the bucket. <laughs> and then you threw the bucket out the window. Well, the reason why the Vince McMahon character gets super fucked up in 2002 is because he re- loses his reason for being. His reason for being, for the entire Attitude Era, is Stone Cold Steve Austin's the most popular guy here, but I don't want him to represent my company and me in that way. And when you lose Stone Cold Steve Austin, you lose Vince McMahon's entire reason for being a character because every single wrestler has the same goal, or they're supposed to, which is, I want to win the world title. And if they're not want to win the world title, that guy wronged me and I have to get my revenge. These are very easy reasons for a character to exist. Vince McMahon, because he's not a character, his whole thing is like, I'm fucking evil. Why are you, but why are you still around? Why are you evil? And because in cartoons, it would be like, oh, he wants to rule the world. But here it's like, nah, I just want, uh, I just want the guy who holds my title to have a nice shirt on, I guess. Like, yeah. And he always, yeah. He should just wrote wrote himself off. I mean, it's easier said than done. Because once you put a promoter on television, as we know in wrestling, you've opened a Pandora's box that ends with Vern Gagne pinning. Larry Zabisco in 1990 at 68 years old going like, now, Larry, you don't, you don't, here's what you do. You, you, I'm pinning you. I'm going to push you down. You, you yelled to the crowd. I'm really dead. You have to look at everyone in the crowd. You say, I actually have died because Vern pushed me too hard. Um, the thing that's important to remember is that, um, uh, Vern ended up winning his career by beating that man in the old folks out. Like, never forget that. He really ended on a high note. Yeah. I My name is Vern, and I'm here to teach all y'all that you better learn, is what he would say. He's yeah, like, I mean, it's a really sad thing to have happen, but if I got a time machine, I would just play the 
that song doon 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 while that happened that would be the only thing i'd change about the world is that music wasn't playing while Vern Gagne fucking attitude adjustment i assumed that guy (laughs) (laughs) it probably wasn't even like a scoop slam it was probably like he was so old at that point where he called for it and he said five knuckle shuffle and then one of the orderlies was like did this old guy just say he's gonna jack off and then he attitude adjustment that guy i really hope that he called for a ddt and then just stabbed the old guy like eight times (laughs) yeah shiv ddt Uh, yeah 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 so we, we started in November is a weird thing because you start the year with not a lot of stars and they want to make Brock Lesnar. So now they have Brock Lesnar, but Hogan and Stone Cold have left because Hogan went from the champ to now he's Mr. America. He wants to get his win back from Lesnar. And they're like, no, no, you which is the one thing this year you can say indisputably is good they were like no but the other thing is they've made smackdown the wrestling show and raw is to like show off monday night raw this dead chick's gonna suck this guy off (laughs) he's got a fucking he's got a he's got a blow doll and he's gonna fuck it and you know what it's gonna be in the ass we got a bunch of real blood from fucking people who just died fuck you Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw. This week, these two cars fuck, and also, we kill a dog with a gun. All right, coming to the ring now is a small boy who's crying. Boo him for his weakness. Yeah, okay, all right, welcome to Monday Night Raw. We tricked 10 Make-A-Wish kids into thinking they're going to see Santa, but it's Brock Lesnar on PCP. Let's get this shit started. Fuck you. Sponsored yeah. by Shit, Fuck, and Bam Margera. Hey, everyone. <laughs> yeah, coming to the ring now is our new commissioner, Bam Margera's Uncle Vito, who later gets jailed for sex crimes. Welcome to Monday Night Raw 2002. 2002 in summation was a crazy garbage fire. It's like Vince McMahon set himself on fire so that he could find his keys in a dark room. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it, where it's, yeah, we need light in here. How about I just light the whole kitchen on fire? Then everyone will be hot, and I'll be able to see. Yeah. Yeah, what's the worst thing about 2002, John? I mean, like, everything, pretty much. Everything that was in the main event. Like, every idea Vince McMahon had bad. And then what's the thing that we never touched on is, this is the first time where one of the shows gets really good because he's distracted. Like, SmackDown starts to become a really interesting program towards the back end of this year and then all of 2003 because Vince McMahon is legitimately not paying attention and that's really good for anything good. I honestly think the whole, the worst thing about 2002 is like, rather than just dedicating yourself because, and by going by what he says publicly, which is, wrestling is in a downswing right now let's just stick to our guns and make interesting storylines because we literally have every single almost every single wrestler that's ever been over in the history of wrestling instead they're just like do keep doing burn angles and keep do like burning angles and burning wrestlers well it's this is the most in, this is the most interesting period because we're now this is the dark ages. This is basically like Vince McMahon. If this, if wrestling was World War II and Vince McMahon would of course be Hitler, Bruce Prichard is Ava Braun. This is him entering the bunker, and we're still in the bunker years. Because after this year, 
is basically like he just pops up for the crazy he pops up to be like benoit's murder death was not my fault also i'm about to die in a limousine also i want to fuck my daughter also like i'm gonna fight this billionaire like it gets so crazy now like it now it's just everything he decided this year he thinks is right and he keeps going from this year forward yeah, exactly. And he more so just keeps on trying to push the envelope, but it's like you've pushed the envelope as far as people wanted to see it pushed, and now you're being like, ah, I got a dog from a rescue shelter, and it's going to fuck this monkey. Ha-ha. It's also, Tune in. It's also all of the envelope pushing in 2002, and this is completely Vince McMahon back in control, by the way. Vince McMahon is, his daughter is the head of creative. Vince McMahon is back in control. Oh, yeah. The XFL failed, and he's letting everyone know about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's had a public failure, and the only people that are to blame are anyone but him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, the worst thing is like how many angles they just burned through with all these great wrestlers. They literally had so much to work with. They could have kept doing angles for the next like three years solid and made everyone really, really care about wrestlers old and new but instead they just were like fucking that's yeah let's make some chicks kiss and then punish them because chicks kissing while yolo is still homosexual and that's bad yeah yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they got really they're like well they, like chicks kissing is yolo but women on television is bad so yeah yeah, yeah. While they were kissing, they didn't figure out that a man was there, and they should suck him off. So they were they were punished. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. Like the Vince McMahon two thousand and two is basically like any other human being seventeen oh two, and he feels enlightened. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, he feels enlightened at this point. He's like, I'm so progressive. And then it- I really do wish he would have came out and given a large promo about the evils of the printing press and then the dangers of Catholicism. Buddy, though that would I believe good. next year is when he hires back Sable, who tried to like sue him for. Yes, and he's like, "I'll show you sexual harassment on television." Oh, I forgot about that. That's amazing. Uh, the best thing about 2002 is The Rock versus the Hulk Hogan. That's the best thing. And it's a real fun is that the- microcosm. It's one of the last times they do it where Hogan turns himself face in the ring and it goes over so well that the WWF just has to go for it. And now they if he did that, he would be probably suspended and find a bunch of money because he went into business for himself and didn't stip- skip to the script. Skip to the skip stick to the script. God, what's ma- I'm having a stroke. What's major lo- YOLO times 10, 5, what is... Because Mr. America is this year as well, right? Yeah, that's when he leaves. That's when he leaves, Mr. America, and then he comes back for next year's WrestleMania to fight Vince, right? Do you know why he wanted... Yeah, do you know why he, wanted, he left? Because Mr. America... It's because the because his skin was blue and Hulk Hogan is like, I am either portrayed as a white man or I am not in this company. And they were like... Exactly. No, yeah, he wanted to be Mr. Taliban because their views actually line up more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, can I... How about this? I'm in the Taliban, dude, but here's the twist. I'm still the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> also, when he's doing that, everyone else is in suits around a, like a big boardroom table and he's nude standing on the table and he's so hard. He's so hard that pre cum is just glopping out of his. Every time hole. he uh, accentuates a point, the entire everyone just goes, 
is that cum? And he goes, some of it's pee. And then they're like, good. <laughs> it's like a girl squirt, dude. Most of it's pee, but a lot of it's cum. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's great for everyone else listening is I can hear Dylan's phone vibrating as soon as he, had, he yelled, but some of it's cum. And I imagine it's his in-laws upstairs texting him, keep it down with the cum chat, sir. <laughs> no, uh, it's in my group text that my mother... And uh, my sister and my wife are in called We Love Cats. And you guessed it, during the recording of this episode, I have received seven pictures of cats. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing they weren't sent to Vince McMahon or he would have fucked the cats. Again, like <laughs> One of them is a picture of a cat and my sister just wrote wistful, which I don't know what that means. Anyway, John, what's your favorite thing about 2002? I mean, there's a lot of amazing stuff in 2002. I think my personal favorite is the fact is Hulk Hogan comes back and is the champ. Like we didn't talk about this, but Vin- this is that the first part of this year is Vince McMahon gets he gets to open all of his presents, and it's exactly what was on his Christmas list. I want Hulk Hogan back. I want him popular. I want him to be the champion, and he gets that. And then he forgets that, like, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan's a real boy. I have to listen to this fucking shaved idiot. Yeah, he's going to do what you want three times, and then the fourth time he's going to be like, but I get my win back over your new champion, right? Yeah, and it's also the use Hogan right where it's like, you lose to this guy, and he's like, but dude, then I got to beat him 400 times, and then dude, and they're like... That's literally why he left. He was like, what, you think that Brock Lesnar could actually beat me in a fight, dude? He's 23, and look at me. I fucked his mom, brother. Come on, dude. You got to understand, dude, about me, dude, is that uh, I just came from a broadcasting edition of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show, and during it, I ate a human little person, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, so this is the end of the episode, but I think maybe the best thing of the year, this is on YouTube, is the WWF Confidential they do about Billy and Chuck and HLA and Vince McMahon on television says he was impressed with his own fans because they didn't chant the F word at Billy and Chuck. Um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, but he says it too. He's like, I'm impressed. It was crazy. (laughs) What was was edited out of that interview was that Vince McMahon then got in the ring and started screaming, why didn't you do it? What's wrong with you? Don't you know what they are? If you see a tiger, you yell tiger. Same thing in this scenario. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, Please catch us on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We just uploaded our episode, Vince McMahon, Bob Costas, 2001 interview. Do you want to do one on the 2002 interview? It'll be way more boring, but yeah, it's fucking we're gonna do Chris at we're gonna do Chris Adams and the Bob Costa second interview. By the way, you can see the Bob Costa second interview Boom. with Vince McMahon because it's it's just two losers realizing that the last one was embarrassing for both of them, and then this one is just like this is Vince McMahon's energy throughout all of it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. and this is Bob Costa's energy. Um. The build-up to the second one, by the way, is Vince McMahon doing an interview where he says, you guys know I could have totally kicked the shit out of him, right? And then Bob Costas being like, I could kick your ass. And then that's the... And it's basically two people being like, well, this show um, has has a year left. No one likes it. And your show, no one likes it. Let us talk about how we both suck. Yeah, but they do not realize either of them suck. Like, that's the... Again, you have to remember, Bob Costas' energy 
is real fun energy because Bob Costas is Vince McMahon plus confidence minus physical prowess, money, or um, uh, fucking insanity. Bob Costas is just a loser who knows math. Yeah, Bob Costas is the Dave Meltzer you want to hang out with, and Dave Meltzer is the Dave Meltzer that Dave Meltzer. Yeah, Dave Mel- Bob Costas is ripping off Dave Meltzer, and that's that's hard to do because no one knows who Dave Meltzer is. They just know him as that guy who hangs <laughs> out near the sports offices. Can I have a job at this newspaper? Yeah. This isn't this is a pee pit. This hasn't been a newspaper since the nineties. I was told it was a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask Dave Meltzer who he is. He goes. The devil wears many masks, and then he just shrinks into the darkness. Yeah, Dave Meltzer, or as his kids call him, that man that doesn't know our names. Yeah, as Dave, as his kids call him, that guy who hangs out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Is that your? Is that our uncle? It's better you think that. Yes. Yeah, it's better that you don't know that his genetic material flows through your veins. <laughs> he's why you count all the bottle caps every morning. Yeah, he he's why you're afraid of dogs because he. Ate a bunch of dogs in front of you. I don't know what. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, please follow us on Instagram uh, at Wrestle Review, uh, Twitter at Wrestle Review, the Wrestle Review podcast on Facebook. Uh, I don't know. Rate us on iTunes and all that stuff. So we have a lot of great ratings and a lot of bad ones because people hate us because we're because we fucking tell it like it is, man. Also, yeah, sometimes if you're calling up for uh, you want an actual year of Vince McMahon, like. And just pick, and breakfast this day is eggs, salami, eggs and salami for lunch. One egg, no salami for dinner. Uh, then you're just gonna get two losers talking shit. Yeah, I don't know what Dylan was saying that whole time because I zoned out because I'm the fucking cool one of this duo. So fucking um, head on over, read our reviews. They're really good. And a lot of them mention audio issues, which is my favorite thing because they don't understand. It's a fucking choice. Here's another choice for me to end the show. <laughs> Yeah, we're noise podcast. Yeah, man. We're like the fucking band Lightning Bolt, only way hotter. Whoa. Thank you so much for listening, guys. You guys are the absolute best. And come back next week for more on Vince McMahon.